0: Hey, welcome to the Steamboat Christian Center podcast, where our greatest goal is to love God and love people. If you would like more information about our church, please visit us on social media or at steamboat.church. We're so glad you joined us today. Let's jump into this week's message. Here's something I bet we all have in common. Um, after going through everything that we've gone through these past few months, we are all ready for things to get back to normal. Am I right? I mean, totally. I mean, we it's frustrating. We just want things to get back to the way they were before this whole mess started. And uh, instead, you and I were told over and over and over again that there is a new normal that is coming. And I don't know about you, but I don't want a new normal. I want the old normal. I want normal. But uh, in light of all that we have been through, um, it would be kind of weird to go back to normal, normal, wouldn't it? I mean, all this pain without any gain sure would be a shame, wouldn't it? And so if you and I are wise, if we are wise, we will ask ourselves some questions. Uh, For example, what have we learned What have we learned in this crisis about ourselves that we need to carry with us forward? But maybe more specifically, how can we be better for this? How can we be better? Now, I realize some of you probably aren't ready to ask that question right now. You're like, Troy, listen, I can't think of how I could be better for it because I'm still in it. I mean, I'm still dealing with the consequences of what I've just gone through. And so, hey, I promise I'll check back in with you when this all gets over, okay? But I want to push back on that sentiment a little bit with you. I want to challenge you. I realize that I don't know your circumstances. I don't know the troubles that you've gone through. I don't know the pain that you and your family have have experienced. But what I do know is that if we don't pay attention to what we've learned, we will rush back to normal and we will never benefit from this experience. In C.S. Lewis's book, a little book that he wrote called The Problem of Pain. It's one of my favorite books. I encourage you to read it. He wrote about the challenges of learning from our painful experiences. And this is what he said, and I quote. He said, my own experience is something like this. I'm going along the path of life in my ordinary, contentedly fallen and godless condition Absorbed in my merry meetings with my friends or a bit of work or a hobby that tickles my fancy, when suddenly a stab of abdominal pain that threatens serious disease or a headline in the newspapers that threatens us all with destruction sends my whole house of cards tumbling down. At first, I am overwhelmed and all of my little happinesses look like broken toys But then, slowly and reluctantly, bit by bit, I try to bring myself into the frame of mind that I should have been in all times. And perhaps, by God's grace, I succeed for a day or two. I finally become a creature who is consciously dependent on God and drawing strength from him. But the moment the threat is withdrawn... Now, I stop right there because you and I know exactly what he's about to say next. Why? Because this is our story. This is, this is our life. Um, for some of us, maybe two or three or maybe five years ago, our wife or our husband came to us and said, Listen, if you don't change, I'm out of here. I'm done with this. I can't take it anymore. We have talked about this and talked about it. We've gone to counseling and counselors and all this over and over. And I haven't seen any real change in you. And I'll tell you what, if you don't change, I'm about to move on. Well, boy, when we hear that, boy, that, that gets our attention, right? We kind of sit up straight and we, we, we begin to start making some changes in our lives. You know, we, we start coming home earlier from work or we start listening better or we maybe spend a little more time connecting with the kids. And, and suddenly we become a better husband or a better wife, right? And our marriage gets better for a while, right? But the moment the threat is withdrawn, we begin to sink back into our old ways, our old habits, our old normal. Or maybe, maybe you're a single woman and uh, you at one point in your life discovered that you were pregnant or you thought you were pregnant and it scared you to death. And uh, for the first time in your life, man, you started praying. You started getting on your knees and begging and pleading with God and, and promising him that you would change your ways. And little by little over that season, you became kind of a new person. But then all of a sudden you discovered that you weren't pregnant and, uh, and you found that you had raised your standards for a while. But once the threat was withdrawn, you began to drift back into your old ways. Or maybe you've uh, gone to uh, the the doctor's office and you got a scary physical, you know, and the doctor looked at you and he said, listen, man, we've talked about this before. If you don't make some changes right now, you are not gonna be around to play with your grandchildren or your great-grandchildren. And so you heard that and you went home and you, you got serious about it. You got on a diet, you started exercising, you know, and, and you feel better and people are like, hey, you look great and all that's good. And for a while you stick with it until what happens, right? Yeah, the moment the threat is withdrawn, you go back to normal. I want you to look at what C.S. Lewis said about this. He said, but the moment the threat is withdrawn, my whole nature leaps back to the toys. God had me for but 48 hours and then only by the threat of taking everything away from me. But let him sheathe his sword for one moment and I behave like a puppy when the hated bath is all over. I shake myself dry as fast as I can and I race off to reacquire my comfortable dirtiness if not in the nearest manure heap, at least in the nearest flower bed. It's just a brilliant observation. I think what C.S. Lewis is trying to say to us is that it is absolutely human nature for us to return back to our old habits once the pain with those old habits is gone, right? We go back to those things that have really hurt us and brought a lot of pain once the pain of those habits has kind of disappeared, King Solomon put it this way, very undelicately. He said this in Proverbs chapter 26, verse 11. He said, as a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his foolishness. I think in the same way, we all wanna quickly get back to normal as fast as we can. But I wanna suggest to you that aspiring to normal isn't really inspiring at all, is it? inspiring to to get back to the way things were may not be the best thing for us. The point I wanna make to you is, is that we should never let a painful experience go to waste. We should allow God to use this to make us better. We should ask ourselves, how can I be better because of this? What have I been doing that almost led to my undoing? Or maybe what should I begin doing that I should have been doing all along? Today, I want to look at three big areas of our lives uh, just to get you thinking about this, just to whet your appetite. And I, and I just want to warn you, this is going to be a little rough. I'm going to get in your business today a little bit. I'm going to poke at you a little bit. I'm going to prod at you. This is going to be uncomfortable. For some of you, you're going to say, hey, wait, this is way too soon to begin talking about some of these things. But I want to assure you, it is a not too soon. You see, as C.S. Lewis said, we gain the most perspective when the pressure is on us we seem to seem, see we seem to see clearer when we're in crisis right And so, I want to deal with this today. Now, next week, we're going to jump into one of my favorite topics. We're going to look at one of my favorite people in all the Bible, Joseph, in the Old Testament. And this is going to be a lot of fun. And I want to show you a superpower that each one of us has inside of us that helps us get through difficult situations. I want to show that to you. But today, I want to put that aside, and I want to start this series by looking at these three simple questions. Number one, write this down. How can I be better for this financially? how can I go through this crisis and be better for this financially? The question is, is what were you doing before COVID that almost led to your undoing? What financial habit (laughs) caught up with you during this season, right? Um, Or maybe a better way to put it would be, what do you wish that you were doing financially before this crisis actually hit you? Do you wish that you were saving a little bit more Do you wish that you were maybe spending a little less? I think so. I think for all of us, as hard as this is to say today, um, it would be wise for us to face up to a couple of hard financial truths. Let me give you them. Number one, we need to realize that I want is better than I owe. Let me me explain that, that it is better for us to want than to be in debt, right? It is better for you and I to go without some things that we don't need than to owe for those very things that we don't need. We need to learn, (laughs) this is a good season to learn the lesson and to learn how to manage the tension between I want and I owe. Number two, we need to realize that a financial hole is often due to a lack of self-control. That that if there's an area of lack in our life right now, financially, it may mean that there is a area of lack of self-control. And this is a good time to learn this lesson. I mean, I bet you that before this crisis, you were like me, you were like, I wish I had more money to be able to buy this. But now all I've been thinking about is I wish I had saved more money so that I could survive this, right? Yeah, that takes a lot of self-control to be able to do that. But look at what the Bible says about self-control. Proverbs 25, verse 28, Solomon says, like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. I think what he's talking about, and this is hard for us to understand, but back in ancient times, a city's walls, a city's security and peace and ability to be prosperous was always represented by the strength of its walls. When the walls begin to fall down or are not taken care of or are broken down, the city begins to lose its sense of security, its safety, its autonomy, its ability to govern itself. And the point I think that Solomon is making is is that a lack of self-control almost always equates to a lack of control. That we always end up not being able to be in control of our lives because of a lack of self-control. So before the crisis, um, you and I have been told over and over and over by experts and by friends and wiser people than us that we should each all have about three to six months worth of savings in case of an emergency. (laughs) Well, now we all know that's true. Many of us wish that we had heeded that advice before COVID. And if that is your story, if that is your situation right now, I suggest to you that today... Today is a good time to start rebuilding your walls, to to start fortifying your walls. You might go, Well, how? Well, I suggest to you that you start saving more today, you start spending less today, You, you get out and stay out of debt, right? All those things are hard work and they take self control. But the temptation for you and I, when we get into these circumstances, is to blame. To blame situations, to blame other people, to blame COVID, to blame our boss, to to blame uh, the government for our situation. It would be much wiser for us to instead, to today, not sit around blaming, but to make some decisions now so that we never have to face this situation unprepared again. I know this is rough. But I want to challenge you to think about that. Ask yourself, how can I be better for this financially in my future? Number two, how can I be better for this relationally? How can I be better for this relationally? I think one thing that the quarantine uh, highlighted was the good and maybe the not so good in our relationships. We had to spend a lot of time with a few people and we began to see some of those things. And maybe you discovered that there were some cracks in your marriage that the old normal allowed you to kind of ignore, but now you can't get away from it. Or maybe the shutdown helped you to realize how disconnected you were from your family or from your children. Or perhaps maybe you're single and this season has been terribly lonely for you and you've realized, man, I have got to get a better support network. I got to get a better community of friends around me. I, I want to challenge you to let this shutdown be a wake-up call for you. Let it challenge you. Um, if there's cracks in your marriage, fix them now. Don't wait until we things get back to normal. Call a marriage counselor today. Set up an appointment. Work it out. Uh, own your slice of the conflict pie. Do whatever you got to do to minimize some of that stuff. If you realize right now that your kids are, are uh, needing more of you, need a little more time, take this time to reconnect with them. Take this opportunity to reconnect with them. If you're lonely, you're, you're just feeling all by yourself in this world. Hey, man, today call up some of your church friends and say, hey, listen, man, I'm sick of not being able to be at church together. Let's, let's do a watch party together. Let's come together and let's fellowship and pray together. I just miss that. Do something. My sense is, is that someday you can look back at this time of testing. And my hope is that you will have a testimony. That you will go, you know what? COVID-19, that, that ironically saved my marriage. It caused me to change the way I was doing things. It, it helped me reconnect to, to that daughter or that son that I'd been disconnected from. It helped me uh, grow spiritually because I got finally into a community of Christian brothers and sisters. Let that be your testimony. Like I said, to go through all of this pain (laughs) without having any gain would absolutely be a shame. Ask yourself, how can I be better financially and relationally? And number three, how can I be better for this personally? Personally. Now, let me explain. When I say personally, what I mean is internally, in my soul, in my heart. Um, How have you emotionally and spiritually handled this crisis? How have you done with that? More specifically, how has your worldview held up under this pressure that we've been under? I mean, when I talk about worldview, I mean, your worldview is the way that you see and interpret the world around you and how it works. It's kind of your foundation, it's your bedrock. And sometimes when difficulties come into our lives, our foundations are rocked and we're, we're unsettled, right? And if your foundations have been rocked through this situation, you should pay attention to that. I mean, have you found yourself asking some questions about life that you've never asked before? If you're not a religious person, maybe you found if you if you're not a religious person, maybe uh, you have found yourself going. You know what? Um, I I've been finding myself praying a lot more, or I've actually started reading the Bible. If you've done that, pay attention to what that's what that's saying to you, right? Or maybe you are a religious person and, and, and you're, and you're, but you realize your faith has kind of taken a nosedive during this season. You know, you found yourself asking some questions like, man, God, where are you? Or why would you allow this? And you've just kind of been stumped and it's really depressed you. Here's my point. <laughs> Regardless of what side of the faith aisle you're on here, uh, if this season has created some tension on the inside of you, you should pay attention to that tension. Why? Because you might be on the verge of learning something new. You might be on the verge of discovering something incredibly new for your life. Or you might remember something that you've forgotten. This could lead to something better. This could lead you to some place better. For example, if you're a believer and these current events have rocked you, you need to pay attention to that. You might actually discover a new kind of faith. A faith that is stronger, a faith that is healthier, a faith that is more based in reality than the superstition that you've kind of had before this. That would be a good thing, right? If on the other hand, you don't have any faith, you're not a religious person, but you found yourself wrestling with God questions that you've never asked before, pay attention to that. What you might discover is is you might find a God that you never knew existed, right? A God that knows that this world is messed up and broken. A God who in spite of the evil that is on this planet chose to step out of heaven and to come here himself to, and went to extreme measures to help us find a way through and a way out of this mess. Is it possible that God is using this to bring you to him? I just want to say that if you and I are honest about ourselves and our lives, we would have to admit that, that it's been the most difficult seasons in our life that have changed us the most. I know we don't want to admit that, but that's the reality. It's when we've been pushed into a corner or we've been left with nothing. It is those, it's those times that we have discovered that there's something more on the inside of us that we didn't even know exist. The point I'm trying to make here is this um, we will get through this. Absolutely. We, things will eventually get back to normal. But let's make sure that when that happens, we are actually better for it, right? I mean, better financially, better relationally, better personally. And and to do that, we need to embrace the lessons that we need to learn now. We need to learn them and live them out now. Let's not be like the puppy when the hated bath is over that ran, ran back off into the manure pile. Let's not do that. Like I said, next week, we're gonna, we're gonna look at a superpower that each one of us has inside of us to help us get through difficult circumstances. I, I encourage you to watch next week. But today, I wanna challenge you. I wanna challenge you to take one baby step <laughs> toward getting better. One little step. Maybe you've suffered financially through this season. Maybe this has been really hard. I wanna challenge you to just take one step. Maybe, maybe decide that you're gonna start saving. Just, I mean, maybe put some money in a savings account this week. It doesn't have to be a lot. Just start that process. Do something to move forward. Maybe you realize that you need to invest in some relationships. Some relationships needed some TLC in your life, you know. Maybe you have a son or a daughter that you're disconnected with or your husband or wife. I want to challenge you this week to do something to move forward in the right direction. Maybe you could call a counselor and set up an appointment or maybe just set an appointment with a person and say, I need to talk. Or maybe it's not that point, you just need to write a letter or an email and tell them your regrets. Tell them how you are sorry for your your part in this and and to let them know of your intentions to get better. That would make a world of difference. Make a commitment to move forward. Or maybe, maybe you've recognized that your world has been completely turned upside down. It's been rocked because of COVID and maybe you're living in just a constant state of fear or maybe you are running back you find yourself running back to old habits or old addictions that have no place in your life anymore they have taken so much from you they have stolen things from you and yet you're running back to them and you're like why am I doing this I want to challenge you do something new start a new habit pick up the Bible start reading the Bible Maybe you could call a friend that has maybe a stronger faith than you do and say, listen, man, I need to go out to have coffee with you. I need to talk. Get, pick their brain. Or maybe you don't have a friend like that. I encourage you, one thing you could do right now is to go to regeneration this Thursday night. Go to regen this Thursday night because that is a great place to find uh, what, uh, what the Bible says that you need to know about why you do what you do. And not only that, it's also a great place to make connections with other people, to meet with other people who are seeking answers to some of life's biggest questions. My point is this, do something, do anything, and you are on your way to becoming better for this. Amen? I wanna pray for you. Father, I just, uh, I just open my heart to you and, and I, I pour it out to you. Um, These last four months have been hard, they've been challenging, they've been uh, just flat out scary sometimes. And I pray that I don't just sit on the edge of my seat waiting for things to kind of get back to normal. I pray that in the midst of this trial and, this, and, and these troubles that I can stop and I can reflect and look back at my life and, and find out what, what, what area do I need to work on? What, what is something that I need to pay more attention to? What is something that I need to do differently moving forward? And that I use that as my focus rather than this focus of, oh God, get us back to the old days. Lord, I wanna become better and I know that's your intention for us and I pray that we will embrace the difficulties and the, and the challenges that are before us and that we will bravely step forward and move into those things, God. That one day we're gonna look back at this season and we're gonna go, man, that was, that was a hard thing but that was one of the greatest times of my life. I found God. Maybe you're watching this right now and you've never made your life, you've never committed to God, you've never invited him to be a part of your life. My friend, he is just standing outside the door of your heart and he's been knocking for years and the noise has kind of probably gotten redundant and you haven't listened to it. But boy, because of this crisis, you sense that God is picking at you and he's poking at you and he's tapping you on the heart saying, please let me in. I want to help you. I want to be a part of this. Friend, I pray that you would take the courage to get up and open that door and invite him in. He's not gonna barge them in. He's not gonna come in and judge you for how your house looks or how your heart is. He just wants to come in and be with you and encourage you and help you. Invite him into your heart and you will find that things will begin to get better. I promise you. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this challenge and we move forward in it. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray.